Saludos and salutations, Broncos country, and welcome to another exciting episode of Broncos Talk. I'm your host, Adan Diaz, and guys, I just want to take uh, some time to apologize to you guys for not letting you guys in sooner on what my plans were for the show, but uh, I unfortunately scheduled uh, more than unnecessary, well, I, I wouldn't say unnecessary, I, I let's just say needed vacation uh off the airwaves and you know what it was just more of a time for me to kind of just I, I don't know i don't know if reflect is the right word but you know and, and don't get me wrong guys i love coming out on here on the air as i have since i started doing uh the show and all my previous uh encounters uh on, on other podcasts but at the same time it over time if you've never done this before guys it kind of sort of wears on you a little bit you know and especially during the off season you're going to notice that a lot of people uh, especially uh anybody put trying to put out broncos media or any football media in general during the off season you know it's kind of it's a little bit difficult to try to find things to talk about you know and as much as i'd love sitting here talking to you guys about the denver broncos it can get to a point where it's like, all right, well, what else do we talk about? You know, so and, you know, coming up with ideas can be uh, it was actually building up on me and I had no idea. So after I recorded the last episode and I kind of I felt like my mind hit a wall, you know, and sometimes kind of like what writers do when they get writers blocked. Excuse me. And then just basically they kind of just have to take a break because sometimes it's just they're sitting there staring at a piece of blank paper and nothing comes to mind and you know sometimes they go out and do something that you know kind of uh gets their you know they go out and jog or do whatever it is they do for fun just anything else that requires them not to do writing to just kind of get over that writer's block and that's kind of what i had when uh after the last episode that i recorded so i decided to take some time off and uh, you know what I I'm, I'm pretty sure you guys may or may not have noticed if you did you know I, I do appreciate some of the uh, the DMs on, on Twitter uh, you can follow me at a uh, six foot ten Mexican cheap plug <laughs> and uh, but you know for your concerns but everything is all right everything's cool I just decided to take uh, you know some time off and then just just kind of like get my bearings together uh, uh, per se and you know outside of this I started uh, uh, driving for uber so I'm an uber driver now uh, and so far it's been great. I've been getting to meet a lot of cool people that live in the city of Chicago and just driving around, you know, and just having random conversations with random people about football, about, uh, you know, things that are going on in their lives and, you know, how shitty their relationships are, you know, every single person that has sat in my car has had a different story. And, you know, in some ways I like to think that I enlighten them in some ways they even like me. And I've also met some really cool dogs along the way because I also do Uber pet uh, rides. And, you know, shout out to all those uh, people who were nice enough to, uh, you know, kind of deal with the whole ordeal with Uber Uber pets because uh, apparently some passengers uh, or, or drivers do not uh, have that option on. And uh, passengers that wanted to ride with their pets have to wait longer than a normal passenger because it takes longer for them to find somebody that will actually admit um their their pet into their car but anyways uh just want to thank you guys for you know kind of riding through this whole process with me and just sitting back and watching what has happened so far in the past three weeks that i have uh you know been gone but 
I'm pretty sure that even though while I wasn't on the air, there's been uh, as you know as I previously states previously stated in other uh, in a couple podcast episodes, there's a lot a lot of other great Broncos content that I'm pretty sure as as that I've been reading, you guys have been reading as well. So also having some time off has helped me catch up on a lot of stuff that I've been missing from other podcasts, and then it's it's just been great. So. If I do have one recommendation for you guys, it's just whatever it is that you're doing in your life, if you feel that at one point it's kind of getting to you and you kind of feel like it's being not not so much a burden, but you just kind of feel like if you go to work and you're not excited to go to work or, you know, it's just that passion is not there for you for like the very first day, you know, kind of take a break away from it. Do something else that that really, really that you enjoy, you know. And I guarantee you, it's going to make you look at life, uh, life's perspective a whole lot different. You're going to come back feeling, hopefully feeling a whole lot better, just like I am coming back and recording this podcast episode and getting back in touch with uh, you guys, the Broncos country fans. So, you know, uh, the, the but basically the main topic that's been going around is just uh, the quarterback position and what the Broncos are going to do. And as many of you know, the GM today went, I think it was at the Combine, uh, because the Combine is about to start, and basically he said that the Broncos, excuse me, I'm, I, was, I don't know why I feel like I got a burp, <laughs> but uh, basically that the Broncos are are going to go try to get a quarterback through hook or crook, I, I, I would say. And you know what? I have to say that I'm pretty... I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited about this. You know, so far, George Payton has been uh, really good with the draft process, you know, in his first year anyway. And, you know, now that John Elway is a quote unquote outside consultant, I mean, that foot out the door for John Elway is just starting to get more and more out, <laughs> out the door, <laughs> I guess you could say. So, um, it is, but it, it's very where it, it's very good to see uh George Payton starting to slowly take the you know reins away from everything that's John Elway because a lot of people still feel and it's mostly people that I've talked to that are not Broncos fans that feel that uh, John Elway has more say or that everything that has happened so far in the past year has been all John Elway and that George Payton was just kind of a ruse just the, the kind of guy to just take the blame if, if shit hit the fan or when it did <laughs> so but I, I couldn't disagree with that anymore. But the only tr- the only problem I have with this uh, uh, don't don't get me wrong I, I I love what George Payne is going you know forward and getting a quarterback. But the only problem and I'm surprised that I haven't seen it on Broncos media or Twitter I should say yet. But we probably will is the fact that all the people that were hooting and hollering at the end of the very first pick last year for the Broncos in the draft that wanted. George Payton to go up and get a quarterback like a Justin Fields or a Mac Jones who were still on the board by the time the Broncos had to pick that the fact that the Broncos didn't go out and get one of those guys and we saw we see the potential in Justin Fields he just he just needs the right coach and with Mac Jones I I mean he had some he had a pretty good season with the Patriots but now with uh, Josh McDaniels gone out of New England, it'll be interesting to see if Mac Jones can continue 
uh, you know, rolling, rolling the dice and, you know, playing as good as he did last season, or if it was just all the Josh McDaniels show and, you know, Mac, Jan- uh, Mac Jones as a, as a bit of a regression, you know, trying to learn under new an offensive coordinator. But I mean, at this point, I don't think that the answer for Denver is in the draft. I, I honestly don't, because as many of you know, in most of the mock drafts that I've seen anyway, a lot of analysts and Broncos fans alike have the Broncos more than likely going, uh, picking up either uh, an outside linebacker, maybe some somewhere on the defense, I would say, because um, the this this draft class is pretty, they're pretty deep in the defensive part of the ball, not so much on the offense, uh, at least from what I saw. And but but don't take my word for it because I'm not a draft expert. But my guess is is that they're either going to get a, a linebacker either outside, more than likely outside, maybe a middle linebacker. But I don't really see them getting a middle linebacker because they have uh, they have Kenny Young, they have uh, they have Honey Bear coming back, and they have Alexander Johnson. Uh, but one of those three guys, I have a feeling, is probably not going to be on the roster. He's either going to get cut. He's either going to get traded or or something's going to happen. But I don't see all three of those guys being on the rotation uh, by the, the start of next year. And I'll be surprised if it's only two or one of the three that makes it to the starting starting lineup by the start of the 2022 season. But it, from what I heard or took, I should say, from the George Payton conference, it's that He's going to try to swing just like he tried to swing last year in free agency. And for some reason, he I mean, there's been a lot of speculation about what happened with the talks between the Broncos and the Lions uh, with Peyton trying to acquire Matt Stafford. And supposedly he uh, Drew Locke's name was thrown in there and he didn't want to give up Drew Locke. And that's why the trade never went through. That's one speculation. Another speculation was that the, the Lions wanted something else that was probably too high. And, uh, you know, and the history wrote itself when the Lions shipped Stafford out to uh, the L.A. Rams. But it does seem to me that Denver, in my opinion, and this is just an opinion, it's a guess. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but the two likely scenarios are either A, George Payton swings for the fences and tries to get an Aaron Rodgers in terms of offering Green Bay something that they desperately cannot, you know, turn away from. And they're probably monitoring the whole, you know, Aaron Rodgers front office drama. And the uglier that gets, the more the more likely it would look for Denver to, you know, try to snag Aaron Rodgers away from the Packers. Or or if the Aaron Rodgers thing doesn't pan out because he decides to stay or the Packers just won't won't budge. Then there's uh, Russell Wilson, who would also be a really good pickup for the Broncos coming out of Seattle but it doesn't seem like there's even though there's been trouble in Seattle with Russell Wilson and the Seahawks it doesn't look like they're in any type of uh I don't know like really really bad bad uh what's the word I'm looking for just like not happy with each other they had a really shitty season the first one in since Russell Wilson was the quarterback if I'm not mistaken maybe aside his rookie year but uh, that could be another likely scenario. The other scenario, on the other hand, and this is from what I read uh, on uh, Twitter today, is that Nathaniel Hackett is pretty happy with how um, Teddy Bridgewater played last season. 
and it could be where the Broncos could decide to retain Teddy Bridgewater and, and keep him, as I'm guessing, the starting quarterback because I don't really see them paying, uh, if they decide to pay Teddy Bridgewater what he wants and then keep him as a backup, that, that would make no, no sense. Or in an even unlikely scenario, them deciding to roll with Locke and see what they have with him but that wouldn't make any sense because then they could have done that initially without having to spend, you know, the money and the whatever the Broncos gave up. I can't even remember right now in acquiring Teddy Bridgewater last season. But either one of those scenarios are likely to happen. And I think each one, probably the Aaron Rodgers one is the one that I feel is the least likely to happen just for the simple fact that while it's a beautiful thing for Broncos country to dream of and to have happen, even if it, for some fucking reason it actually does, it just feels like a lot needs to happen for that to, to happen. But then again, I mean, we could, we're all, every time we all wake up every morning, I'm pretty sure we all head for our phones and we all scroll to see, you know, what Aaron Rodgers said or you know, any breaking news from Adam Schefter or anything, just anything that we could kind of cling on to kind of get an idea of where it is that things are heading. And as we get closer to the free agency, uh, to the start of free agency, I have a feeling that the Broncos are going to be in to, uh, you know, they're, uh, I wouldn't say big spenders, but I think that they're going to make a big splash. And that's something that the Broncos haven't really been doing the last couple of years. Uh, I guess the the last time you can say they made a big splash was when they picked up Jarrell Casey because he was one of the best rated, you know, pickups by analysts around. And unfortunately, they were wrong and the Broncos front office was wrong. And Jarrell Casey, to me, turned out to be a bust. And he got hurt, which made things worse. And then, you know, he only his quick one season in Denver didn't last very long. But I have a feeling that they're going to go, they're going to swing high and they, and they need to, they, they really do. And this quarterback decision, whoever they decide to pick up is something that can really kind of mold what uh, George Payton's future would look like in Denver, as well as Nathaniel Hackett's, because now that Vic Fangio's gone, you know, it's obviously gonna, it's the start of a new Cinderella season for the head coach and his, he brought in his whole, his, his coaching staff. Most of the coaching staff right now is new. As you guys have seen over the last three or four weeks, the only, they did keep a couple of the former staff members, but they, you know, new OC, new DC, new mostly everything the only name i can think of off the top of my head that, that stayed i think was azani the wide receivers coach he's the only one i can think off the top of my head that was offered a job to stay so but everybody else mostly is all new in terms of you know from the top to the bottom which we were expecting and ed donatel uh got a job with the uh, minnesota vikings as their defensive coordinator so you can expect that the vikings defense is going to I would say take a big leap forward going in in that division. So, uh, and and still nothing from Vic Fangio. Uh, he hasn't. I'm pretty sure he's gotten a lot of calls to come back as a defensive coordinator. But I I 
I have a feeling that that's not where his heart is. He doesn't want to go back to, you know, kind of falling into that, sh I would say, shadow. And, uh, you know, a lot of people were, were saying that, yeah, Vic Fangio was going to get a job in like five minutes or whatever, but not as a head coach. And that's what I think the holdout is. I think that he's probably going to hold out maybe for a year if he doesn't decide to call it quits and, you know, retire. Or maybe he just hasn't gotten the right offer to head coach a team that he wants. I don't think it's about money because Vic Fangio is not in a position to kind of demand a high salary. He's not one of those types of head coaches. And unfortunately, his resume in Denver doesn't, de as a head coach anyway, doesn't deem him that uh, ability to command a high salary. So I don't think it's about money. And I but I do think that it's probably because he doesn't want to take another defensive coordinator job and just kind of fall back into that, uh, I don't know, mold is the right word, or crowd, kind of fall back into that crowd until, you know, he decides to leave the NFL. And But I'm pretty sure that if it's not this season, there's going to be a team, if he's still in the NFL by next season, that's going to want to take a risk on a new head coach, and they'll probably offer Vic Fangio another chance but uh, up, up until then you know we haven't heard that man's name since uh, the end of the week 18 season when the Broncos let him go and uh, it, it's just an, but I do hope he, he bounces back I, I really do I hope it's not something because of his health uh, but you know we all here in Broncos country you know wish him the best on his future endeavors whether you like the man or not you can't deny his defensive his defensive mind was one of the very best in the NFL. And, uh, you know, uh, I know that the defensive scheme with Wade Phillips was what won us a Super Bowl, which is great and everything. But, you know, you got to give credit where credit is due, folks. That's, that's just how it is. Uh, but going back to the whole uh, quarterback thing, it, it just kind of seems to me like uh, in – I mean, we saw what Nathaniel Hawkett did with Aaron Rodgers, but that's Aaron Rodgers. He's uh, uh, the current back-to-back NFL, back NFL MVP of the league. So unless he's able to pull off him or George Payton or able to pull off some magic, I don't want to say scheme, but just magic plan to get Aaron Rodgers to come to Denver, I, I don't see uh, what a Nathaniel Hawkett offensive led team can, can look like with any other quarterback because they would always met and I'm pretty sure all the commentators if it's not Aaron Rodgers who who becomes a quarterback for Denver whoever it is those commentators and analysts alike are going to compare every time the quarterback makes a mistake they're going to compare or the coach makes a mistake they're going to they're going to compare what Hawkins time was with Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay I, I fucking guarantee it. They're going to keep comparing it just kind of exactly how they always do that stupid fucking uh, Denver Broncos carousel thing uh, graphic animation that they mostly do. I think it's on Monday Night Football. They do it every fucking year. It's like they always find some shit to kind of poke fun of in, in Denver. And unfortunately for us, our Achilles heel has been quarterback. So for this, I, I pretty much think that that's probably where they're going to nitpick at. So, uh, and, and you know, it, it's crazy, guys. As great as this offense looks on paper, you know, with Judy and Sutton, and you got KJ Hamler coming back, and you got Tim Patrick and Noah Fant, and 
you know, an, an emerging Albert O and I mean, a, an offensive line that's not the worst and they're not the complete, the absolute best, but they're above average, I would say. And hopefully they're, they're going to get better, uh, you know, with some additions in the either free agency or the draft that the Broncos are just one player, one player away from becoming automatic playoff contenders and hell, might I add Super Bowl contenders in a division that's, you know, going to going to be in content with the likes of Patrick Mahomes and up and coming Justin Herbert and Derek Carr, who's by at this recording looking to get a big contract out of Las Vegas unless uh, they decide to move elsewhere on from him. But who I'm just I, I just want to say whoever the quarterback is coming into Denver, whether they find him in free agency or they decide to take a shot in the draft. Uh, I think that unless it's Aaron Rodgers, anybody else is going to have their hands full because they're always going to be compared to what could have been had the Broncos been able to get Aaron Rodgers. But they're more than likely going to be compared to what it was with, you know, life with Bridgewater or life with Drew Locke or hell, uh, I would say Paxton Lynch, but Paxton Lynch didn't get that much of a start. And when he did, he was terrible. But, you know, they keep going back to 2015 Peyton Manning. You know, they every single quarterback after Peyton Manning has always been compared to, you know, the, the sheriff. And in, in a way, you, that's an unfair comparison because Peyton Manning is a two-time champion, uh, Super Bowl champion with many accolades under, you know, multiple NFL MVPs and division champ and, and all that good stuff. So, and there's very few men in the league currently and even in post-career-wise uh, that can either share that accolade with him or, you know, as one Tom Brady who has more in terms of, you know, Super Bowl rings, but... Uh, it, it, it's just, I mean, it, it's really, it, it sucks. It really sucks for, uh, as a Broncos fan, to kind of just be sitting here and, you know, wonder who can be the guy or, or just trying to find the answer. And that's just as a fan. So I, 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 sometimes I feel really bad for our GM because that's probably the one answer to a question he can't, that his uh, predecessor couldn't figure out. And he was the Duke of Denver. So if the Duke of Denver couldn't figure out the answer to our quarterback problem and even his temporary solution in Peyton Manning uh, was, is probably the most you can credit him for, uh, I, I feel that George Payton's career or, or tenure as the GM is going to be probably criticized the heaviest if by the time he decides to leave or is forced to leave uh, because his... his uh, his actions are no longer warranted or he just decides to retire after being with the Broncos for so long. I mean, who knows uh, if he cannot find that guy that his whole career is going to be compared to, you know, that moment, that moment in time where as great as he could have, as he drafted and as great as players he could have gotten through free agency, he wasn't able to solve the one problem that eluded or had, had eluded him since he became the GM, and that's just the quarterback, and that's something that's going to be passed on to the next GM. And I know that that I know that, that I'm probably kind of just jumping all over the place, but these are all just ideas that I've been having uh, while I was off, uh, guys. 
and it made a lot more sense in my head and I, I probably should have written it down because <laughs> now that I'm sitting here recording myself and you know talking about it if you some of you guys are probably just scratching your head going <laughs> you know <laughs> like the fuck is this guy talking about uh but it, it the answer is basically the whole my whole point guys is that the answer is there it's somewhere it's either going to be in free agency and but like i said i don't think it's in the draft and unless they don't get their guy in free agency and you know george Payne decides to actually take a shot with one of the few uh if there's a guy left by the time the broncos pick if they don't trade their pick away or they don't trade down then i just don't think that their answer is in the in the draft they might get a guy like a, a quarterback to play behind if they're able to get somebody in free agency uh, a big name and you know they might get a quarterback later on in, in the round because they do have the picks that they got for from von miller so they could always get a second or third round quarterback pick if they wanted to you know but then again that's if they don't trade trade back or they could trade up if there's a guy that's, i mean anything could happen that's basically my whole point um but I, i'm just excited because it, it's it's really a great time to be a broncos fan and if you're a lifelong broncos fan like i am then you're ready you're ready to be i mean obviously with excitement comes the letdown and everything but it's better to be part of when the team's not doing great than to just automatically show up when the team starts playing really well or really good and then be referred to as a bandwagon fans because once this team and it will happen once this team starts playing for the better and get better then you're gonna it's kind of like it was in 2015 where you just had like these closet broncos fans just come out of nowhere and you know saying oh we're world champions but you know where, where the fuck were you when when the when the broncos were playing like shit before the sheriff came into town where were you during you know the tebow years during the between the the, the very last championship win in 1998 to 2015 when the broncos were playing like shit where were you type of thing you know so in in but you know to kind of just close this whole uh my my whole point because i know i've been dragging it for <laughs> like the, for the longest i i do I, I i would be happy i would be happy with either an aaron Rodgers or a russell wilson but in order to get either one of those guys I think that the Broncos would have to give up uh, pretty, uh, and I think there was an article, I, I didn't open it and read it, but I'm pretty sure that the demand for Russell Wilson is probably just as high, if not, maybe not as lucrative in terms of trading for Russell Wilson as you would for an Aaron Rodgers in terms of either either the Seahawks or the Green Bay Packers wanting multiple first rounders and maybe a, a top uh, Broncos player in either offense or defense. And it just, and it'll come to, and it'll be the tough decision for George Payton to see if it's worth, you know, pulling, pulling the trigger for. And if both of the offers are similar, it'll be, well, which one would make more sense? Would it make sense to have an Aaron Rodgers-like player on your offense to lead your team? Or would it make more sense for a Russell Wilson-type player to lead your team to not only try to win your division, but, you know, go off and... 
uh, do something that Aaron Rodgers hasn't been able to do in the last three or four years in the playoffs, and that's, you know, win a fucking playoff game, which is probably my biggest drawback with having Aaron Rodgers in Denver is the fact that, you know, he his, his, his record with Green Bay last year wasn't bad. It was one of the very best, but still being able to uh, not be a, beat a team like San Francisco in the playoffs. Now, the only advantage for Aaron Rodgers coming to Denver is that he wouldn't have to face the 49ers during the playoff run, but he would have to face them if the 49ers made it to the Super Bowl. And that, to me, scares me because I would have flashbacks to Super Bowl 48. And, you know, I I just I, I can't go through with that again. I cannot sit there. And no matter how good the halftime show is and, and just watch my, my team get pummeled by uh, – uh, <sighs> what was it Russell Wilson came in the league 2012 I think so his second or third year as a Seahawk going out and winning his very first and only currently only Super Bowl ring and I mean it would it would just like it would suck (laughs) It, it really would and it would probably destroy a lot of hearts in Broncos country you know young and old alike so, and, and this decision has got to be, and hopefully it's something that, uh, and from what we've seen, if you watch, you know, the Behind the Broncos episodes, it's a decision that George Payton takes into account with his entire staff, you know, and it's one that hopefully appeases, I, I think that's the word, appeases, or makes everyone happy, so to speak, Uh so that it makes everybody happy and go lucky and just awesome all around. But then again, it could be something where they decide to stick with one of the quarterbacks that's on the team. And, you know, we're all going to be ranting and raving if we see a player that we want and move on to either another team or see that team that they're currently on, you know, give the shell out big bucks to keep them there. I mean, that's... That's probably, while that would piss me off, it also kind of excites me at the same time to just kind of see, because free agency is just so fucking crazy the moment it starts. Seeing, you know, this player go to that team and that player go to this team and this team acquire that player. All that switching around and moving around, it it's part of it's part of the fun of, of football. You know, even though there's not an actual football being thrown or not going to be thrown for the next couple months, which sucks, but... It's the closest amount of fun that we're going to have this year going forward. Um, But unfortunately, guys, now normally I would do these. I do these episodes for over an hour. But unfortunately for this episode, we are going to have to keep it short because it is later on during the night. And unfortunately, I wasn't able to record when I wanted to. I had some other things I had to do. So this episode will be cut short to 30 to 35 minutes. I do apologize, but I do promise that the next episode will be back to our full one-hour length schedule, which with much more to talk about. Uh, guys, that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I just wanted to come on the air and just kind of give an update as to what it is that's been going on. I didn't want you guys to think that I quit the show or that you know something had happened to me or anything, but... Uh, just make sure guys to subscribe if you're listening on anchor please make sure to support your boy uh, any way possible comments questions 
for suggestions or any business acquisitions, you can email me at uh, broncotalk2020 at gmail.com. If you want to follow me on Twitter, my Twitter handle is at a six foot ten Mexican. I uh, sometimes I live stream on there. I game. I do a whole bunch of other stuff. I know you can also uh, ask me questions there uh, as if you uh, if email's not your thing. But guys, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys for tuning in. I'm so sorry that this episode is shorter than usual, but I promise we'll be back to our normal time and our normal schedule by the next week's episode. As always, remember to please support all Broncos media out there, all the Broncos podcasts that are out there on Twitter. You know, go show them your love. Go show them your support. Any Broncos articles, podcasts, all that good stuff, guys. There's a lot of stuff that's out there. So even if the show is not your bread and butter, if you don't like hearing my voice for whether it's 30 minutes or an hour, perfectly understandable. There's a lot of great other podcasts that are out there. Please make sure to show your support for them. They desperately, desperately would. Well, I, I don't know if desperate is the right word. They would more than happy be happy to receive your uh, generosity, your love and your support for anything in all Broncos related news. So, guys, thank you guys so much for tuning in. I will see you all next week. And as always, go Broncos. Later days.